funny how the ACC, ACC football in particular, was given this mark of not being that good, not holding a candle. And yet, two of our teams boat raced some SEC programs this past weekend. We'll talk about all of that on today's show, as well as our fan polls revealed. How did you guys do against me and Kenton? Let's talk about it. You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. on, everybody. Welcome to today's edition of Locked on ACC. I'm your host, Candace Cooper, joined by Kenton Gibbs of Locked on Wolfpack. Each and every day, you can find us wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure you download and subscribe to our YouTube page so you can talk to us each and every day. Give us real live time feedback. We go live usually, but we literally love to hear your discussions within the comments. Good, bad, and indifferent. And we always make sure that we have a good time here. On today's episode, we want to make sure that you guys are rocking and rolling with our favorite friends at FanDuel. FanDuel is the best place to get all of your betting needs. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started today. Kenton, how are you feeling? I'm feeling great. I'm feeling great. Uh, I am. I'm a person who loves to say I was right, and uh, this ain't one of those weeks for me. This ain't one of those weeks. You know, I, I got to come on here and eat a little bit of crow, but uh, I go in the gym and lift a lot of weight, so I'm a strong enough man to admit when I am wrong. And uh, I, you know, we, I... we gotta we gotta talk about some games. I was very wrong about. That. <laughs> As a company man, I'm actually surprised from an LSU, FSU, North Carolina, South Carolina standpoint, that you weren't riding with the team. And I think maybe we want to have a real honest discussion. Some of your bias towards those kids in blue may have got you. They might have hooked you in order to go against them, against South Carolina. I'm just going to say. Ah, yes, because when a coach says that his defense is having problems stopping the run in camp, I expect them to allow negative rushing yards (laughs) to a Power 5 team in game one. That makes sense. That, my friends, is what we all should believe. But you know, the thing about a snake oil salesman is he can make you believe anything dang near if he does Mm -hmm. it, if he plays his cards right. That's all I'm Mm -hmm. saying. But what we are excited about is Kenton is wrong, but in a good way, because that just means the ACC did something right this past weekend. It has been a long time since ACC football was on the main stage and not blowing it. Not embarrassing us, folks. Not, you know, having really janky games, which LSU, FSU wasn't exactly the most rosy game, but they made it work, and we were able to pull through. Beating two SEC teams, one who had eight wins, South Carolina, another who had um, 10 wins, was it, Kenton, for LSU? Yes, LSU had 10 wins last year. They were 10 and 4. A 10 and win SEC team. That's just something for the ACC to truly be proud of. When the lights were on, they delivered. Yeah, and, and at the end of the day, the thing that I found most interesting is both of these ACC teams were Roberto Durant. I'm sorry, were Sugar Ray Leonard and the SEC teams were Roberto Durant. They topped out. They said no mas. They can, I, I am telling you in both of these games, mm-hmm. at, USC was a little closer. Mm-hmm. But especially with LSU, USC was more toward the end. But with LSU, I saw 
the exact moment where their spirits broke, where they as a team said, all right, pack it up. We're not interested in winning this one. And it was, it's one thing to get beat. It's another thing to get tapped out. It's another thing to get no mas. And that, that to me was the part of this thing that I'm looking at where I'm saying, hey, credit to UNC. Take your hat off. That was a team that was entirely different than last year. They had more sacks against this team than they had against FAMU last year. Yeah. They allowed less rushing yards today than they allowed to FAMU last year. So, you know, this is this is a situation where, again, this isn't just, hey, they got beat. No, 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 no. These two teams got put over uh, uh, another team's knee and, and told, hey, this is this is how we play real football in the ACC. Apparently, it doesn't just mean more to y'all anymore. So, you know. <laughs> I definitely think this was a game of discipline. This is a game where, you know, a lot has been looked at about these head coaches, whether it be Mac Brown or Mike Norvell, in terms of what their teams can be and maybe not living up to their potential. And it certainly was nice to see that shut up and put to rest and put to bed and have all the elements put together. But let's talk about the one in most recent memory. Last night, LSU took on Florida State. Florida State, the number eight team, number LSU, the number five team in the country right now. And it was very much high emotions out of the gate. Both teams trading moments where you're like, all right, what are we doing here? <laughs> like, you know, are we playing football? I get the emotions are high. LSU comes out, punches them in the mouth. But damn it, if that FSU D-line did not say, listen, all right, we're rattled a little bit, bent, punched, but we're not broken. And they held them to zero points. And I think in this world now where nobody, everyone's scared of taking the three, everyone wants to go for the touchdown, sometimes we got to recognize that field goals give you points on the board and puts you in situations and momentum shift. But it was FSU who really changed the game, especially in that fourth quarter to me that said, like you mentioned, this is our house. We're dominating. No more of this playing around. No more pussyfooting. And we're, we're here to get it going. Brian um, Brian Kelly is the Mark Richt of the late 2010s and 2020s. Um, that man couldn't win a big game if you spotted him a 20-point lead and started the game in the fourth quarter. Um, his ability to make adjustments is absolutely non-existent despite the game going a certain way. Uh, the reality is, at some point in time, you have to realize my outside corner that I'm assigning to Keon Coleman is outmatched. He's yeah. outmatched. We're doing a good job of stopping the run. So what do those two things combine mean? If you have a corner that's outmatched and you're doing a great job of stopping the run, that means you can just maybe experiment with putting one less body in for the run to bracket a receiver that's whooping your tail. Yeah. Every time that ball was in the air and it was between number four and number 22, four <laughs> and Garnet was coming down with it. Yeah. I mean, it was it was every single time. And you would think that at some point in time they say, you know what? Enough of cover one or enough of cover three, enough of single high coverages. We need two high because this four kid will continue to kill us. Yeah. Now, if they can make the tough catches underneath, we'll live with that. We'll go ahead and be OK with that. Yeah. which at times they did, sometimes they didn't. Johnny Wilson, those concentration drops, which have been a struggle for him in the past, were a struggle for him at times in this game. But you know who didn't struggle at all? Yeah. Keon Coleman. Yeah. And you know who they kept single covering the entire game? Keon Coleman. So yeah. credit to Norvell and, and company for making the adjustments. Credit to yeah. him for saying, you know what? We've tried running the ball. We've tried spreading it out. Hit foam. That's the play. 
That's the play. That's what we got going on. Hit foe. Find foe. Hit foe. And that's what we're going to do. Nine receptions, 122 yards on the day for Keon Coleman, followed by Johnny Wilson, who had been very high on seven receptions and 104 yards. And he definitely had some ones that I know he wants back. But it's just something to say, like, I get when you don't want your man to feel like he is getting burnt. You don't want to have like a confidence drop. You want to be like, all right, you can get back out there. But at some point, you have to want to win more than you want to help this man's confidence. You feel me? If my corner is playing like he off a few lemon drops, I don't care if you, your confidence drop. That ain't got nothing to do with me. That, if, if you stop dropping, I'll stop dropping, and that's going to be that. But at the end of the day, if, if you are looking at the back of this man's head like you're trying to give him a lineup, I don't care about your confidence, brother. If yeah. every 50-50 ball start turning into an 80-20 ball, I don't care about your confidence. Yeah, you got You got one and a half touchdowns to get caught on your head if I'm the head coach. Before I say, okay, enough. Either we're going to get somebody else over there or we're going to get you some help. Yeah, a thousand percent. Jordan Travis, I'll, go ahead. Finish and, and I'll tell you this. I'm going to tell my best corner, follow him. Whatever blitz we're running, you whatever coverage we're running, you are locked on to him. We will adjust the coverage around that lock. But you, brother, you've got him everywhere. If he go to the bathroom, I want you shaking it for him. That's what I want to happen. And it did again. Brian Kelly just didn't do that. He had him one on one with safeties. That was a mismatch of the year. He had him a one on one with twenty two. Kept getting burnt. I mean, that young man looked like some deeply black and toast at this point because that was just a. It was some nasty work. So you know, yes. Norvell did his thing. He adjusted properly. And when they broke uh, LSU's will, you could tell because all of a sudden that run game started working. I say, yeah, LSU's giving up. They tapped out here. So you know, yeah. credit to Norvell and the guys. They handle business. And let me just go ahead and say, I'm going to have to give Jordan Travis a little bit of credit here. And I'm going to talk about him and his Heisman winning season. He's kicking it off. He's going to make things known. But first, I want to talk to you guys about our friends at Athletic Brewing. For You can find Athletic Brewing's company's non-alcoholic brew at a store near you or buy online at athleticbrewing.com. First time customers can use code Locked On to get 15% of, off your first order online. That's code L-O-C-K. K-E-D-O-N at checkout, 15% off at athletic, athleticbrewing.com. Near beer exclusions and conditions do apply. Athletic Brewing Company is a non-alcoholic beer that is fit for all times. No hangovers ever. The fastest growing non-alcoholic brewery in the U.S. So you better get on board. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N at checkout for 15% off at athleticbrewing.com. So it was about the receivers, but of course, Jordan Travis starts his Heisman campaign, 342 yards on the day, 23 for 31. I think that he just, you know, had hiccup moments where you said, all right, this might be the old Jordan, but he was able to have a little bit of calm. It's game one, no need to overreact, no need to do too much. And he sort of, you know, got to talk to from the coach and he got his head back on straight. But they were at times throwing into middle of the field when your team is right there at the damn near one yard line. That's just one where you like you just can't make that mistake. Like when you watch that film back, those are the type of things that separate you having a Heisman winning college football playoff conversation type of season and those where you're like, yeah, buddy, he might have to just ride that pine because that's insane. Um, with all due respect, Jared Burst and the boys showed up. Yeah. The receiving core showed up. A lot of guys showed up big time. The backfield showed up. They put the game away. They yeah. they were the sign that all right, LSU ain't in this thing. Mm -hmm. Jordan Travis did fine enough. Mm -hmm. 
That's not a Heisman campaign game. Okay. It's not. It's not. Because if it were solely based upon how well or how poorly he played, Hmm. that game wouldn't have been a no mas. It wouldn't have been that. It wouldn't have been a, hey, hey, we're good. We good. Y'all, all right. Relax, y'all Florida State boys. I don't know what y'all got going on. It wouldn't have been that. Yeah. Um. He he did pick it up in the second half, sure. But there were moments that were not just bad. There, there were moments that were some of the worst decisions I've ever seen um, out of a quarterback at the college level. There are three things that you never – there's a combination of three that you never want to do. Late, over the middle, across your body. He did all three with his back up against the goal line. Late, over the middle, across your body, at the goal line. How do you throw an interception on a a double-covered screenplay? My brother in Christ, when you see a screen is double-covered, you throw the ball into the dirt and you take the next play, or you eat the sack. You don't... I'm not not disagreeing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You don't throw that ball. So, with all due respect, again, he picked it up. Second half was better for him. This is not the type of game that puts you in Heisman consideration in any way, shape, form, or fashion. In any way. If if anything, I would argue the opposite happened. And Keon Coleman walked into the conversation, and Mm -hmm. he kind of receded back out of it. But it is week one, and I know... Folks are going to victory lap on me for some of my takes from last week, and I'm okay with that. But yeah. I want I want y'all to remember what happened week one of last year yeah. and all these players that we thought, oh, they're going to be great. All these teams we thought, oh, they're back. They're terrible. It was one week. It was one yeah. week. And this, yeah. this year, did, but I will say this one week was great for the ACC, and it was great for Florida State as a whole. Great for Jordan Travis? Not so much. Jordan great. definitely needs to buy Keon a steak dinner, and he needs yeah. to maybe, maybe give uh, – what he should give Johnny, not necessarily a steak dinner, because he definitely dropped some that he want back. So maybe like a skirt steak, uh, you know. Get him a, a nice Keon needs a fillet. Get him a bacon he, he needs a gourmet burger, right? Keon definitely gets a filet mignon. Johnny gets a burger. We're uh, we're a food show. If you haven't noticed around here, we like to analogize. What is it? Is analogize? Oh my! I believe God. that's it. I believe that's it. Uh, and I like Keon, to make the Keon needs a steak show. the size of my back. That man, give him the whole cow. Bring the whole cow home. Bring the he whole said, cow. all I need is a lane and opportunity. And if there was ever a time, I mean, it's similar to Jared versus last season, right? You you, you made yourself some money after that game. Oh, absolutely. You definitely had people looking at you, cross you on the circle, and all of the things. So I think that's the one you take away. Week one, it's in the bag. You come out with the W. We'll try again next week for Jordan and the boys. Defense as well. I think one of the biggest things still for FSU is going to be that discipline, those penalties that were unnecessary, getting a little too overexcited. It's very clear that, you know, refs are trying to make this as clean and buttoned up games as possible. So, like, doing the, doing the most, right, oversacking. But the, the worst play of the game did not go to FSU. I went to my boy, Mr. Daniels, who decided he was going to do a Herculean leap against FSU's line and I just that if that's not in the recap video FSU social you're not doing yourself a good job because what in the hell we talk about Jordan Travis but what in the hell was that but you know what that's a bad decision for your body that's not necessarily <laughs> that's a bad saying. decision for the no. team you no. know he held on to the ball but that he is a bad decision for the team because in a day you are a QB1 sir what are you doing that's fair that's fair but I'll tell you what with what I saw out of that LSU team I mean 
it, it didn't matter if they had QB1, QB2, QB3, QB4, you know, nose and three. That's that's all it was. That's all that thing was. I mean, what what an embarrassing showing by the SEC this weekend. What an embarrassing yeah. showing. Well, speaking of showing, 17 points only for South Carolina as they took on UNC Tar Heels, a North Carolina team that, for all intents and purposes, everyone thought this was going to be a race to 40. Everyone assumed that this North Carolina defense wasn't going to be able to do, you know, what – everyone has been calling them to do from a defensive standpoint. And that's just do enough to not make the offense look bad. But for me, it was Drake May who looked a little human in that game and the defense held up nicely and they put on a a really strong performance for a program that has had that black mark on them for a good little bit on that defensive side. So here's the thing. Um, I, I mean this with everything in my heart and soul. UNC's defense cannot be that good again very very genuinely i mean that but here's the beauty they can't be be that good again here's the beauty in that because unc's defense wasn't good they were dominant they were i'll take it a step beyond dominant they were great Mm. they were they were great (laughs) but with that being said they cannot do that again but with that being said they don't need to they don't need to they don't need to be if they are at three quarters of the clip that they were rolling at. <laughs> this team booked their ticket to the ACC championship, mm-hmm. and I'd be I'd be weary if I was if I was a national championship contender about this team because Drake May is everything that people say he is. Yeah. I know that he had a shaky game, but he's shown us again and again and again who you are. Right, yeah. like the most like the Michelle Obama video is. Hey, Queen, we see you. We know who you are. We've seen you raise the bar again and again. Drake May, we've seen you, brother. We know yeah. who you are. We're not We're not surprised by you. If this defense holds at half that clip, three quarters of that clip that they were at, I mean, it, and again, I, I just want to get into some real general stuff from last year to this year. Mm-hmm. This year, negative yards allowed rushing. Against FAMU, they allowed 56 in a touchdown. And that's against FAMU. Spencer Rattler, I believe, had one touchdown pass. They allowed two to FAMU's quarterback last year. Yeah, They allowed 24 points to FAMU last year, 17 to, to, to South Carolina. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Unless Shane is the exact opposite of his daddy. Unless Beamer ball now means a completely different thing than it meant up in Blacksburg. This yeah. is very, very simple. Yeah, UNC deserves all the credit in the world because they made those boys tap out. Yeah. They made Spencer Rattler rattled. They got to this team. They made DK Joyner look like he was a nobody on that field. The yeah. only player that had a good game for South Carolina was Leggett. That's it. That's yeah. all. That and it's it's uh it's a one of those moments where they put the nation on notice. If you're paying attention, if you're paying attention and you know what UNC's offense is, that's a juggernaut that just exists because they have you know, all the weapons that they have in that tight end room, one of the best quarterbacks in the nation, all that good stuff. Sure. You add on to that a little bit of defense. Alexa, play deads because these boys are in trouble. Yeah. And, you know, really good story. British Brooks obviously coming off of a knee injury last season, 103 yards on the day and you know, not being able to play. Coming back, the team still wanting, you know, in this day and age where it's like you're no use of us if you can't be at high performing and all the things. But that embrace from Brooks and Coach Mac Brown was just very, you know, to me, sentimental because of just how much, you know, at the end of the day, it really matters for a lot of these guys. They really just want to be rolling at their highest clip. And he was an excellent performer as well as Amarion Hampton. And I think that makes it a 
scary sight, as you said, for North Carolina trying to move forward. But I hope that they don't get too high on things like this and they remember, like, head down. People still doubt us. Like, I don't want anybody to believe any of this hype. Please, please, please just keep doing what you're doing. Don't get too high on yourselves. Let me see it again. <laughs> well, I, I think that that's a little bit inevitable. But again, the, the no. question is. Here's the thing. Here's Please. the thing. They're gonna be they're gonna be too high on themselves, but also their next game is App State. So I think you can you could potentially afford to be too high on yourself, but also you saw App State last year, so Hello. you need to get your lick back. You, you need, need to get your, your lick back. Defense, uh, the boys of baby blue defense need to get a lick back. They right. need to, you know. And so um, this is one of those moments that easily could turn into snowballing the two good games for yeah. UNC's defense, and all of a sudden. They got some confidence about themselves. They, yeah. They're doing some good things. And all of a sudden, it's, hey, we're the guys, period. That, that's yeah. what we do. That's who we are. Because, again, if they can bring along that defense, they can be something special. Absolutely agree. Let's talk about our friends at FanDuel. As I mentioned, today's episode is brought to you by them. Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use and you can be on everything from spreads to player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL. So we're talking through week one. We still have Clemson and Duke, so don't hold that over our heads. We're going to make sure that we get you guys that coverage. Kenton will be at the game, so if you happen to be a Clemson fan or a Blue Devil fan going tonight, make sure that you wave, say hi to him. He won't be wearing red, but, you know, actually, I don't know what Kenton's going to wear these days, so he could be there. You see him, say hi, tell him how much you love Locked on ACC and all that good jazz. We do want to give you the ACC weekend scorecard as well as tell you how the fans did against us because, as we had mentioned before, before the season kicked off, we are going to do a running tally. We're going to see if you guys know a little more than us, and we're going to go from there. So Clemson and Duke are tonight at 8 p.m. on ESPN. Clemson, of course, is the reigning ACC champions. Duke is a team that won nine last season. They're looking to maybe do an incredible upset. And I don't know. After the ACC-SEC kind of rivalries we had going on this past weekend, if Clemson were to be upset, I don't know that I would be like, oh, my God, the ACC is not great. I think I would just be like, all right, everybody's rising to the occasion. I, I, uh, one ACC team beat another ACC team can't make the conference bad. That's not how that works. If Vanderbilt beats Alabama, that doesn't mean the SEC is bad. It means Vanderbilt is better than Alabama on that given day. That's just yeah. how that works out. So. I love that for us. All right, let's go over the scorecard of the weekend. Wake Forest taking on Elon, 37 to beat them 37-17, just like we said and thought that they would. Good for Wake Forest for coming out and showing early dominance and making yeah. putting that game away and not having it even be close. Yeah, yeah, they did what they were supposed to do. You know, this isn't much of a surprise. Uh, Miss Griffiths and company got off to a hot start and never really slowed down there. So that's all that, all you need to see. Now, NC State and UConn, definitely a close game, closer probably than NC State would have wanted. Definitely some moments that they want back. Glad to see, you know, people coming off healthy and all the things. But I feel like, are you nervous coming after that game? Or was it just, this is week one, don't overreact? So here's the thing. I look at all these games and I say, this is week one, don't overreact, except for teams that quit. Um, I'm a big believer in, like, your team giving up while there's still a lot of game left says something about you. 
But with that being said, I am about a lot of the problems that I saw from NC State. I am saying this is week one, but I am concerned. There are some things that are, are concerning them. It looks a little shaky as opposed to what we've seen in the past or what made you so like, all right, so, I was expecting that. So there are some things I'm okay with, right? Like the the playbook, Coach Anai kept the playbook extremely simple. And I mean extremely simple. I want to say that there were about – three or four different route concepts ran the entire game in terms of blocking schemes in the run game. I only saw again, that same number, maybe four to five. However, the thing that's concerning is NC state's offensive line was losing one-on-one matchups, just straight up one-on-one matchups against UConn's D line. UConn's D line is better than people would think because I know everybody thinks UConn, they think terrible. They got 10 guys returning that played a lot of football last year. That's fine. And dandy. You cannot, have a pocket deteriorating as quickly as it did um, uh, against UConn. Yeah. Because now I'm, I'm worried about – Jared Verse wasn't walking through that door in a Husky jersey. Yeah, You know what I mean? Like yeah. uh, Tyler Davis wasn't walking through that door in a Husky jersey. Dwayne Carter wasn't walking through that door in a Husky jersey. None of those boys from Pitt's defensive line were – so you, you kind of look there and you say, all right, now Miami's defensive line is deep. They returned a lot of guys who played. Yeah. And they got more talent than them. And you got to play them. So how are you going to act? Yeah, 100%. Speaking of Miami, 38-3 victory over Miami of Ohio. Good on Miami, right? Yeah, We've been talking yeah. about what we're going to see. Is it going to be shaky? Wasn't shaky. There wasn't yeah. any cause of concern. I think it was more confidence boosting and like, the elevation of the ACC, as we've kind of had this theme throughout the show today, it looked good for Miami to look good. Now I'm ready to see them take on Texas A&M. And is this the same team who can not you know, have head-scratching loss, but have one that's like, all right, we're here too. Let's play. Let's step up. Miami, keep the energy going. Okay. okay. Keep the energy going. We are beating middle-of-the-road SEC teams. Okay. We are making them boys. Hey, no more, ref. Come get no me. Come get me, ref. Miami, you got a shot with Texas A&M. I don't care. I don't give a, a hoot how much them boys are spending in recruiting. I don't care. That is a team that's primed to quit. We done seen his team quit at the beginning of some games, that Jimbo character. Okay? He ain't been the same. The SEC hit different. It's a, it, you know, do your do your research on what Jimbo been doing over there. Hello. Miami, y'all owe Florida State some get back. Until you can get to Florida State, get their old coach back. Come that's on, okay. Miami. That's Don't let I'm me saying. down now. Don't, Don't let, let me down. Me down. <sighs> All right, Miami, Miami, we're feeling good about y'all for right now. So keep keep that energy. The biggest game to me, as we had talked about over last week, Louisville and Georgia Tech, 39-34. Louisville came out on top. But damn it, if we didn't try to tell you about Georgia Tech. Y'all's I, over here trying to play with us. I told you, don't play. They were right I, there. I, I Play with us? <laughs> Georgia Tech, play with yourselves. What's going on? You did. You did the thing. You did the thing. I was ready to victory by Georgia Tech take. I was ready to tell everybody, yeah, y'all said they were going to win four games. This is a team. This is a squad right here. Them boys ready. Georgia Tech, they coming. They they, they here. And then all of a sudden, I I remember that there was a second half in football. And, uh. At, it's at, week one. No reaction. Week one. We can we can take it. I, I'll tell you this. I, I'll tell you this. That was a very close and competitive game, which many people did not expect. Certain people were in this chat saying Louisville by forty and whatnot. And I, you know, I, I knew you wasn't well when you said it. It's all right. I hope you are getting the rehab for whatever addiction you got going on. But the reality is very simple. Um, you know, 
they they made Haynes King look like a player and all that, and they made him look like a dude. But you have to hold on to the bargain when yeah. you got control of that thing. Yeah. You got you can't take your foot off somebody's neck, and I think that's the problem. Georgia Tech is not used to there being up and dominating in that yep. fashion, so they didn't know how to handle. Baby, you've got to make them tap until Brom starts putting in the backups. You need to be on day behind, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a like a woodpecker in a petrified forest. Stay busy, keep looking for work. Find something else you can attack. Find something else you can chip at. But instead, they got a little fat and happy. They said, yeah. "The yeah. haze in the bomb, baby. We won the first half. Of, well, it's the second half. Oh my god! Baby. You know that's what separates good from great. You understand the assignment. You understand until the clock hits zeros. You have to go at full throttle, full mode. So yeah. I think that's something that they'll learn from. And again, we don't want to do too much in week one. And I hope they yeah. see them back here for week two." Tennessee and Virginia. And let me tell you, 49-13 was a score, final score, right? But I promise you, that game was not indicative of what the score says. Like, I, I really felt like there were some strong key moments for Virginia. But when you talk about having horses in the stable, you just talk about that offense. Musket just wasn't getting it done. And it was just painful because that defense did damn near everything they could to hold on for a good minute. I would say argue the first half. I well until that last drive of the first half, I want to say the game was like fourteen to three or something along those lines. It was like but, seven to seven. But either either way, we cut it or slice it. Yeah. Uh, I, part of me, I don't want to say this because it's gonna make me feel like a bad guy, but I got to say it. Tony Elliott said that this team being on the field, period, after what had happened last year and all that, mm-hmm. was a victory. Yeah. With all due respect, no, it's not. Yeah. At some point in time, life was going to go forward. Yeah. Football was going to go forward. Being out there, <clears throat> let me look you in the, look you in the eye because it's not a situation where I got to find my camera. They got one camera here. Mr. Elliott, football is a billion – college football on the Power 5 level alone is a multi-billion dollar endeavor. If you didn't choose to go forward – they would replace you and get somebody who would send that team forward anyway. Yeah. Credit your defense and how well they played. Lick your wounds and go forward and be better. But just Honestly, being on the field, yeah. again, even with, with all due respect to the situations that had occurred, with my heart and the love and all that goes out to them, yeah. being on the field is not in and of itself a victory. Well, you know, look, I'm not a huge fan of trauma over, you know, sensationalizing those type of moments. I I, I hated the fact that every time Hollins got the ball, it was talking about him and what he went through. Like, he's ready to play again. He's ready to just go out and do the thing. And I think every time he, you know, made anything like that, it's remarkable that he's catching the ball. Like, but yes, but he's trying to get past and you're not allowing him to get past. You're not allowing this team to get past. Like, that moral victories is sure. They played the game, but these guys want to get past in a way where they're honoring their teammates by playing hard and playing well, maybe, you know, doing an upset. So let's just try and turn this page. I'm glad this game one is out of the way. And let's focus on trying to have a good season. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Like that, that's what we need to put best foot forward because you, you're right. At the end of the day, you only get so many chances in college football. We want to see Coach Elliott be successful and be the type of offensive leader that he says he is in all the things. Let's rally the troops and get ready. We never thought that they were going to beat Tennessee. Let's just be no. clear. No. But I definitely no. want us to – you know, keep charging ahead. Now, another game where we're talking about a coach. 
who might need to start updating his LinkedIn page, might need to start <laughs> have field, fielding some calls, questions. You know, it's going to be tough. You, you better you better win next week. Jeff Halfley, Boston College and the boys against Northern Illinois. Over time, 27-24 to Northern Illinois. And that's tough because Boston College is better than that. They had a fiery fourth quarter. They should have never had Northern Illinois in that game. Got to mighty. Um, Jeffrey. Uh, <laughs> Can I uh, call you Jeff? Uh, Jeffrey, Jethro, Mr. Halfley, whatever you would prefer that I call you. Um, Ohio State's defense looked a little shaky against IU. In the words of Travis Scott, pick up the phone, baby. <laughs> pick it up. Call Coach Day. Hey, man, I, I know you're having some problems with defense up there. and yeah. I know a little something about coaching defense in the Big Ten. Uh, I may be looking for a job soon. So, yeah. you know, do your best uh, Uncle Baby Billy impression. And, and say, <laughs> why am I? Why do I want to come back to Ohio State? Well, because I'm selfless. That's yeah. why. Because yeah. – uh, that was tough. They there's just, there's up. just no reason. And now you rolled up halfly pack. They rolled up halfly pack and they were blowing up. And, and here's the worst part about it. How did they not know that Castellanos was better than Moorhead? When Castellanos got in the game, they, all of a sudden their offense looked like an entirely different animal. Entirely different. And they looked like something yeah. that... It, it was embarrassing. It was crazy. It was embarrassing. It was crazy. Whole different it's, half team. Whole different team. And and so and that young man did everything. I mean everything. And, and I'm looking at you. Um, I'm not mind. I don't want to call out no players. I'm looking at you, offensive line for Boston College, <laughs> because y'all were supposed to be the crew. Is we yeah. back now? We back now. We got the guys now. We got our guys back. We gotta. Y'all couldn't run the ball on NIU. I'm sorry, what? Yeah. I'm sorry, what? That offense was lifeless, dead. It was, they were just barely, just barely staying afloat in that first half. And I'm I'm gonna say this, it wasn't all on them in Moorhead. Now you, yeah. you, you ain't gonna I ain't gonna I ain't gonna put do him like that. He deserves some of the blame, but it wasn't all on him. That offensive line looked meh. Castellanos was back there running for his life. If you look at one of the highlights from him. He had to retreat back about 20 yards and run back to the line of scrimmage to do something good with the football. So Boston College, y'all say what y'all want about Adazio. Y'all say what y'all want about how it was bored, it was ugly to watch. He ain't had y'all losing to UConn and NIU. He ain't had that going on. UConn had never lost to UConn. uh, I'm sorry, Boston College had never lost to UConn or a group of five team before Halfley. So, you know, in the words of Kanye West, you don't know what you got till it's gone. Sometimes, and that's just what happened here. A thousand percent. All right, let's quickly talk here about Pitt and what Pitt versus Walford, forty-five to seven. Syracuse and Colgate, sixty-five nothing. Two games that, of course, we knew they were going to do well. Not even worried about them. Yep. Shout outs to them for handling Absolutely. week one. You make the ACC look better. You get a gold star. Virginia Tech, thirty-six to seventeen against ODU. It always helps when you have the other guy on your team now. And you Ollie know Jennings. The, you, you know who the <laughs> best player on the field was? Right. Ollie Jennings. Okay. Yeah. That's that's it. I don't listen. I said in our in our uh pregame show when we were previewing that thing, I said, 
the team with Ali Jennings is going to win the ball game. And he had all his family on ACC Network afterward. What a beautiful sight to see. He deserved it. He deserves yeah. to celebrate in that way because, darn it, he showed up. And he showed up big time. So all the love goes out to Mr. Jennings and his family because, you know, he, he did the thing. He did his thing. And Virginia Tech walks away with a win. A thousand percent. Now, fan poll review. Every week we give you guys fan polls. If you have not yet done the one for week two, please go do it because we're going to review the scores and we're going to tally the votes. For week one, Kenton had his picks, right? And he finished eight and three. You know, Kenton, I'm proud of you. That's some solid picks. We're going to talk about that one there at Boston College, which we both want back. We're going to talk about that one at LSU, FSU, which, of course, you know, you had a little bit of skewed faith, skewed faith, but that's fine. And then North Carolina, I knew you were going to doubt my boys, and that's fine. Most people do. Um, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm, you know, that's again, I, I, I don't know what else I'm supposed to say, but a team <laughs> whose coach tells me they can't stop the run, allowing negative rushing yards, is can't you see that's now, Kenton? Kenton, that's insane. That was reverse psychology. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'll tell you this much. I'll tell you this much. I think it really was a combination of two things because UNC's defense, their de- defensive line and linebacker core did play a lot better than I'd seen them play last year. But that South Carolina offensive line looked god awful. Yeah. And I'm not just did. talking about. I'm not just talking about. Oh, they they were. Uh, you know, they were getting beat in one on one matchups. They were leaving guys unblocked when they had extra blockers. But that maybe they th- maybe they had the mentality of you. Maybe they thought that UNC's defense won't go give them nothing, and they they made adjustments can, once they saw they were giving them something. Guess what? I can have that mentality because <laughs> I'm not your offensive lineman. You're not going to get hit in the kidneys if if I don't pay attention, okay? Yeah. And yeah. if that was the case, then guess what? I would be making sure to know all the blitzes that Chizik like to call when he like to call them, how he like to call them. You understand? I would do that because I care for you like that. Them boys must not like Spencer. They said, oh, I don't know about this. Is it giving Phil Dracovic back in 2022? Well, no, because they didn't block for DK Joyner either. And that boy is the heart and soul of that team. Everybody <laughs> loves him. Everybody loves DK. And they didn't block for him either. Oh, I said, Jesus Lord, Christ. help the children. Help them. <laughs> help them. All right. Yeah, there it is. Candace was also eight and three because she definitely thought that uh, ODU was going to upset Virginia Tech. And I picked Boston College and I thought Georgia Tech was going to do it. They almost did it, but they didn't do it. And that's we take our licks. Now, the fans, y'all did pretty good. Y'all are nine and two. Nine and two from week one polls. I'm proud of y'all. The only one y'all got wrong were picking LSU. Mm-hmm. And picking Boston College, which mm-hmm. again, Boston College, you let the whole squad down. You let the whole team down, Halfley. Embarrassing us and, you know, the things. Listen, so. if y'all need somebody who can't win games up there in Boston College, I know he make about 1.3. You could pay me a quarter of that and I'll lose your game. You pay me a quarter. And, and listen, we can go out there and make it fun. We'll be like the, the Savannah Bananas and make it fun while we lose. You know what I mean? We ain't just going to lose more. You know, it's going to be a spectacle. People going to well, see I, us. I'm just glad that you weren't giving Bishop Sycamore. And that's great. You know what I mean? Like, you're just giving the Bishop Sycamores of the world. And, are they not giving Bishop Sycamore? You know, half No, because the game was close. They didn't give their butt whooped by the it's, it's NIU. That's okay. a team that's a group okay. of five. That's, that's You're fair. supposed that's to not fair. lose at all. That game's not supposed to be good. Remember when North Carolina beat App State last year and everybody was still looking around? What What under God green earth? What is this? What it? 
you know, that, that's that's what that's if you even close to a group of five team, people looking at you, you lost to a group of five team that didn't even win that conference last year. You lost, son. So you, so know, you know how every year we give teams names, like the Fighting Satterfields mm-hmm. and you know the Fighting Dino Babers, all the things, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. I Boston College might turn into the Savannah Bananas if they don't get it right. That's all I'm saying. Well, listen, I that's again, all I'm saying. They can't be the Savannah Bananas because if you ever seen the Savannah Banana game, they're entertaining. They're super fun. It's exciting to watch that game. I'll tell you what, till <laughs> they might be the Hannah Montana's. I don't know. Till Castellanos got in, they were not fun to watch. That was yeah. I'm just sitting here like y'all raising my blood pressure. Yeah, y'all raising my even Syracuse put up and got goose egg on the defensive side. Like it just it's too much. It's too much. Did what us. they were supposed to do. Week one should be born for about 80% of the conference. It should be <laughs> this was one of those games that was supposed to be nice and bored and yep. tap them on out. They should be tapped out in the third quarter, ready to go back to uh DeKalb, Illinois. They should be ready. Fair. They should be ready. And instead, what happened? You kept it interesting. You kept yeah. it spicy. It, it was looking boring in the opposite direction to begin with. And then Castellanos came in and make it made it a, a game. Hate that. Hate that. Yeah. Well, I, all in all, great week for the SEC. What? ACC. Great week for the ACC. See? I'm trying to give you boys credit. You know, I'm trying to give you boys. It was a great week for the ACC. It was a a great week for the ACC. I had SEC on the brain because I just, again, dominating boat race, whatever you want to call it. We looked good. And I am happy for us as as a conference who had to add three other teams for no reason. I just, I'm happy that we We can show that the teams that that. we have loyally are doing Just fine. And you know, if this is if this is FSU's curtain call, that's a hell of a way to end because you're gonna get the title under an SEC and God knows ACC name. What is wrong with me today? I don't know. I don't know, but I, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Uh like I said, like I said, Miami, we looking at you. It's your turn. You up the back. You up the back. <laughs> don't embarrass us. The team got something rolling. Don't don't you do it. Don't Woo! you do it, Miami. I did it twice. I'm, I need to. I need some breakfast. That's just and listen, cool. and let me let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. It's a home game. Pa- hashtag pack the rock. Pack the rock. Okay. Come on. Be Come on, that. Miami. I mean, we've got week two to talk about. So please, please, please. I know everyone's in the comments yelling at me. I'm sorry, y'all. I just, my brain, it's been, this episode's only supposed to be 30 minutes. So you only, now yeah. you got 12 minutes of me starting it's, to lose It's my way. fault. I talk too much. You got 12 minutes of me losing my way. But that's, I promise, week two, please fill out your polls. Please make sure that you have everything together because they're keeping that running tally. There's some really good games happening week two for the ACC as well. We also have some SEC opponents. We also have yeah. some programs that are going to need to have big weeks in C-State Notre Dame looking at you. So mm-hmm. make sure you come back. Make sure you get me together. Yeah. And the, you got 10 seconds. Don't say nothing else longer than 10. The week three polls will be up by the Clemson Duke game tonight. So fill out your week two polls, but the week three polls will also be out tonight. Make sure you say hey to Clem- Clemson and Duke and Kenton tonight as he goes to the game. I'm out of here. I got to get some food in me. For Candace Cooper and Kenton Gibbs, until next time.